and oh <laughs> and hello i thought i turned repeat off uh this is monster maverick and i'm gimmick spadden your host uh, as always i will try to slow down a little bit because <laughs> some people don't talk as fast as people who grew up in the northeast um so yeah this is the monster maverick show all the things splinterlands uh we're gonna have a couple interesting things going on today or tonight whatever wherever you are um we're gonna have a couple different segments so we're gonna have um we're gonna have crypto eater on hopefully uh, i see uh, he's here in the audience uh talking about his proposal for uh for dark energy crystals and cards and all kinds of interesting things and uh we're gonna have some news updates we're gonna review the market deck all that kind of stuff and a special uh special premiere i guess of um of some new music in the Splinterlands world. So, what I'm going to do is I am going to drag on Crypto Eater and see if this actually works. Let's see, let's do... Okay, so Crypto Eater, you are on the air. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. All right. So, uh, my name is Cryptator. Actually, most people in my like real life know me as Simon, and that's my real name. This is the first time I've ever been on air, and the first time anyone has actually heard my voice on Steam. So that's pretty cool. Oh, welcome. And yeah, thank you. So, um, today I've actually asked Neil if I could join you guys to talk a bit about a proposal I've had. And before we do go on, I just wanted to let you guys know that I've actually suggested this to Matt probably like five times in the past twelve <laughs> months, and he's turned me down every time. But recently he said, if we can get enough support from the community, maybe he'll actually consider it. And some of you might have actually heard of this proposal earlier. So let me just link you an article I wrote like two months ago. Yeah, I already posted it there, but. Oh, you did? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Cool. All right. Hey, Matt. So walk us through. All right. So this suggestion I had basically involves letting players burn DECs or decks, as you guys call it. Um, and this can actually allow you to uncombine cards at a rate of let's say like 90% of the BCX you would have got to combine it. So if you have like a 100 BCX card, you can uncombine it and you get 90 BCX worth of singles plus you burn DECs. And I feel like this is actually a very important development in the market and in like overall game economics as a whole. So some of the problems that this addresses is mainly towards, like it's catered towards a lot of new players and also the very old players like myself and yourself. Um, I'm sure we have a bunch of like combined cards, max level alphas, max mm -hmm. level betas. And at the moment, there simply just isn't enough market liquidity to get rid of any of this. So a lot of the times I've been buying decks for, let's say, 60, 65% off market value simply because they just can't be bothered waiting. And I think that's a real problem for old players and new players alike. So if you're somebody who's just starting off, you want to try, you know, you're getting into the game you're building up your deck slowly, you can't afford to just buy a max level card. Mm -hmm. But you can afford to buy like one, B, one BCX at a time. And often, especially on like alpha markets or like reward cards that aren't actually getting produced anymore, a lot of the time it's like double or even triple the price of lowest BCX. And when you combine it, you're simply giving up like 60 to 70% of the value just by combining it. And it feels like a loss-loss situation. Right now, for Untamed, I'm holding a bunch of single BCX cards because I know that if I combine them, they're instantly worth a lot less. But at the same time, I want to play with like Untamed cards mm -hmm. and but I, don't, I don't want to buy any either. And it just feels like a loss-loss situation to me. It's like if I combine it, I lose value, but I get to use it. 
And if I don't combine it, I retain the value, but I don't get to use any of my cards. So like, what right. do I do? Yeah. And not going to lie, that feels kind of, it's not something I want to be promoting for new players, especially. And I've realized that a lot of people don't actually realize that when they combine their cards, they lose their value or you just can't really sell them anymore. Right. Well, and in which case, they it's lose not 100%. a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's not a good feeling for new players. And if they actually kind of understand this concept a bit more, they're not going to be inclined to buy any of the new cards unless they're big spenders who can just afford to buy like a max level card straight away. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, I'm not, I'm not sure what you guys feel, but personally, I'd prefer to have like a lot of smaller players rather than just a few big investors. And um, I think this is really like epitomized by J6969's impact on this game. <laughs> and uh, his, yeah, so <laughs> um, that's basically the rationale behind it. And the second bit of this is to help with existing players or older players like myself. And yeah, let me know if I'm talking too fast as well. <laughs> you, um, you are a little yeah. fast, but you yeah, seem excited. Yeah, I think I realized that. I am. First time talking on air. This is very exciting. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so exactly. As uh, Clayboy is saying, I don't know if that's how you pronounce that, but um, like with I, I realize he's talking about gods unchained but even with splinterlands cards you can't sell them at like max level a lot of the times so i've had cards on market for three months and it just gets consistently undercut and even i've had cards under like 20 percent under market price for a whole week with no one undercutting it but no one buys it either so it becomes a real liquidity problem for older players as well mm. i'm sure that many of us if we had the opportunity to we would more we would be more than happy to burn let's say 10 percent of the bcx so we can get the remainder as like single bcx cards and this way this can actually improve the liquidity a lot i feel like this would bring a lot more volume onto the market and because there's been there'll be more people who actually want to buy it at a lower price so right now um let's say the single bcx alpha like tyruses i think i like let me just check i think it was like three dollars or something and the normal bcx so like the combined ones were a dollar something and no one wants to spend three dollars but no one can afford to buy a max level one at the same time so if we can let people uncombine the max levels into single bcx's and sell them at something similar to the current lowest per bcx price i feel like that could bring a lot more volume into the market as well and also increase a lot more scarcity because i'm sure that people will build up their decks many people will quit and they can't sell it at max level, so they'll just uncombine everything. Bam, that's 10% of the supply gone, like, of his deck pretty much instantly. And he burns DECs, and he burns supply. So I think it creates kind of like a better economy overall. It creates more scarcity. And that was one of the main arguments Matt had. He says that since they're NFTs, and since that they said that they're, when you combine it, you can't actually undo it, like... It's kind of like going against what they were saying, which I truly understand as well. But I feel like what we gain from allowing this feature to be implemented does actually bring a lot more benefits. And of course, there will be certain stakeholders who will be losing out more than others and certain stakeholders will be benefiting more from others. Um, if you're someone who holds a lot of packs, for example, I'm currently holding about 1,300 alpha packs and over 2,000 beta packs. If you're holding packs, I do suspect that the price of these packs will go down since, I guess, the main incentive of these things is that you get single BCX cards, which are worth a lot more than the combined ones. And so that's something that I can, like, fair enough if Matt thinks if people are going to be upset about that and it's not worth it, 
then I guess that is fair. And also people who have been just collecting single BCX cards purely based on the fact that they know they will be worth a lot more than the combined ones. So I guess the main point of today, of coming on to air today, is explaining that idea and also getting some opinions from you guys. Um, what do you guys think of it? Like, do you think that the benefits will outweigh the potential negatives or any, any other suggestions that may help this idea become something that Matt might actually want to implement? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've read your post a couple of times. I'm still a little bit confused. Are you saying, yep. so you burn dark energy crystals and let's, let's say you have a hundred BCX card. You burn... Yep. You burn however many dark energy crystals that's equal to 10% of that total. And also you end up with fewer BCX as singles? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So um, the BC, like the DEC burn ratio or like the deck burn ratio, um, I'm not too sure. So that thinks like those can actually be altered, tweaked and optimized based on like whatever formulas you guys want to use just right. to make sure that it doesn't cost too much to burn but of course it also increases the supply uh, sorry increases the demand and utility of decks at like a proportional rate i guess so it's not right. just like free you know burning of course you know um by uncombining it you do lose 10 percent of the bcx which of course increases the scarcity as well right so so but you're paying both ways you're paying in bcx and you are paying in dark energy crystals that's correct. Okay. So you're sacrificing both, so it's increasing scarcity for both. But right. I'm still, I feel like there will still be a lot of users who would like to use this feature. Yeah. Now, I mean, I I tend to agree that the it, having more a wider base is more important than you know the few whales. So like Matt Clark yeah. here says he's got cards he plays with that are combined, cards that he buys to rent out strategically combined mid level, and cards he has a singles to speculate on on selling at a at a markup down the road so but you know matt's got like whatever like 70 percent of the alpha flesh gold. he's he's a whale so he can afford to do that kind of stuff you know i've got however many cards i don't even know um but you know i'm i'm you know it's weird to say that i'm a whale but i i am a whale in at least the splinterlands um and you know i early on i had a combined problem where I had speculated that uh, each different level was going to be useful. So I had like level level one, level two, level three, level four of, of all the, uh, of all the different cards. Um, and then when the actual gameplay came out, then that wasn't useful at all. So I ended up going back and buying a bunch of alphas to max out a bunch, but I still got some stragglers out there um, to, uh, to um, what do you call it? Uh, that are just kind of in a, in a no man's land. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for someone who's holding alphas, th that's, that's kind of interesting because, you know, you do get the dark energy crystal bonus from, from battles uh, for using alphas, but uh, you know, does it, does it outweigh the fact that you can't really sell them? <laughs> and I don't know about that. Um, but you know, it's not an option at the moment. So, so that would be, that would be interesting. Um, so let's see, da, 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 trade off. Yeah, so there's always a trade off to everything. We, uh, I think we can agree on that. Um, as as far as the you know the immutability aspect, you know, I can see Matt's point, uh, or yeah, yeah exactly. Matt's point. But um, you know, on on the other hand, it's it's not it's not like you're reversing a transaction. It's a new it would be a new transaction. So I don't think there would be any 
uh, logical uh, issue there. Um, it's just, um, you know, like if you have, uh, you know, a squadron of soldiers in some other game and you break them up into, into individual guys going different places, then I think yeah, that, exactly. you know, that could make sense on, on some kind of level. And, you know, that could be worked into the lore, um, I think, without too much trouble. We got a few That's more people well. in here. We got Isaria. Uh, let's see who else is working on lore. Is, is uh, Carrie Allen in here still? Looks like no. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious uh, what what people's opinions are on this idea. And obviously, the percentages can change. Whether it's ten percent or fifteen percent or fifty percent. Yeah, exactly. All of these like percentages and certain like actual like quantities are obviously. Um, not concrete. Matt has ultimate discretion to change these and go with whatever he feels it would be the best for the game's economy. Mm -hmm. I feel like 10% is a quite a fair ratio uh, in terms of how much DC burn as well. I figured you could actually make that a building, for example, in your guild. The stronger the building is, uh, the more like the less DEC is it costs to burn. And if you're not in a guild, it'll just cost the base amount. So um, there's been a lot of other ideas I've had with mm -hmm. the game as well, especially in terms of guilds and PVE. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken to Matt quite a lot in regards to these. And I think we're just not at the stage of um, implementing a lot of the ideas I've had since they are quite in depth. Um, and working on guilds and guild structures, etc., and guild wars and guild raids, like PVE guild raids or PVP guild wars, um, these two things are two concepts that I feel like using single BCX cards as well, especially for PVE, I think has a lot of utility and has like a lot of places to grow. Mm -hmm. um, if you like restrict it to like PVE as like more of like a pay to win thing, uh, max level cards doing like a whole bunch, I don't think it's that um, like inviting for new players. Mm -hmm. And I want like personally, for like my vision, I want PVE for some, it's like something to be more like reachable for everyone. Currently the PVP ladder, obviously you need to have a good deck to be able to reach the top. Right. Whereas for PVE, I kind of like, in my mind, I want it to be something more like a campaign mode. And there's like two sections, like a campaign mode and more of like a PVP PVE section where it's like the PVE type gameplay where, but it's like you're trying to compete for different like areas, for example, like control of different continents or lands or whatever when um, lands and stuff actually come out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think single BCX cards can be like incorporated into all of these features a lot. And of course, bringing a new structure into guilds like now or soon might also just increase incentive for players to, you know, want to join higher level guilds and also increase the utility and demand for DECs, which I can see um, Splinterlands are trying to actively drive up at the moment, right. which I'm sure you'll talk about soon. Yep. I got a chart ready. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been crazy. Like every time I sell a bit, it just goes up again the next day. I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. I'm in favor of of well of things that will increase utility of dark energy crystals and that will increase uh, potential new players. Um, yep. So you know, I I can see how how that would be attractive. So like, if we just imagine. Let, let's say that this all comes to pass and a bunch yep. of people holding old combined cards decombine. Um, like if we move to Hive, you know, and uh, all the Korean players dump, then there's going to be, you know, a huge number okay. of cards coming on the market. Um, yep. 
So let's say those all decombine and, and all these 1BCX cards are available pushing down prices. So that makes it obviously cheaper for somebody, for a new player to get in, you know, versus what the, what the non, you know, if this didn't happen case would be. So that's attractive. Um, yep. But, you know, also, I mean, at, at the moment, there's not much new activity going on regardless. So I don't know how much, how important that will be. That's true as well. I feel like it might not be top priority to get this done, but before we get an influx of new players, it is something to consider. Like if we have a bunch of new players come in first and then they see the card prices, I doubt that that will make them want to stay. And personally, I feel like first impressions matter a lot. Like mm -hmm. if you see a game and you're just like, hmm, probably not for me. And if you keep seeing more promotions for it, you're never really going to come back. Whereas if you see like promotions for something, but you never actually view it or check it out. And then one day you're like, hey, maybe I'll give this a go. And you see that it is pretty cool. And you see the card prices and stuff are all pretty like legit. I feel like that would bring more like people to stay and actually want to play the game. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I understand. Like you, they might balk at the at the prices if they're, if they're yeah. high. But, you know, on the flip side, they might say, hey, I could get cards that are worth a lot of money. So that's true as well. Yeah. And like um, just building on the new player thing, I think the main thing is about progression. Um, I know people like um, the, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the guy who likes cats. Uh, yeah, I think you guys probably all know who I'm talking about. Uh, Biz or Byz, Byzantinist. Yeah. Oh, uh, biz uh, yeah, Biz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. So I feel like he's been someone who's always like been building his decks bit by bit. Like um, he's playing for the progression. And a lot of players, I feel like, want to feel that kind of progression. And with progression comes buying cards one by one. And I feel like it's kind of like a dilemma for a lot of players right now, especially players that I've introduced to the game. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I buy a card and I want to use it and I want to combine it, but if I combine it, I know I lose like value. Mm -hmm. like, and I obviously can't gain that much value from just playing it. And obviously playing also takes effort, etc. If I'm playing this game as a pure investment, let's say, mm -hmm. then combining cards is never the way to go. And playing with one BCX cards is obviously, obviously not as fun, not as interesting, not as competitive as playing with max level cards. So your options is either to lose all your value or rent cards. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not a very good um, start for a lot of new players. Okay, I, I can see how how that would be, um, like on your on your point about imp impressions. That's that would be an effect because I mean the rental prices, at least right now, anyways, are you know dirt cheap. So uh, that's true. You know yeah. it's it's way it's way more effective to rent cars than it is to than it is to buy them. Yeah, should uh, definitely rent cars. I have so many on the market <laughs> unrented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've actually had a few rented in the past week with my new. Um, uh, you know, putting everything in escrow and having no or almost no daily fee. Oh, yeah, so. maybe I'll give that a go. I know Shark Monsters recently started playing again and he rented a bunch of my max level, like, legendary summoners. So that was a good boost. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. I don't have any from him, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm just checking my list here. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, let me ask you, where in Australia are you from? Um, I actually live in Melbourne, so I know uh, Matt's down in Adelaide. Yep. And yeah, I was yeah. meant to go down to Adelaide with the missus over Easter, but um, lockdown, COVID nineteen, all that stuff kind yeah. of ruined everything. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. Home, yeah. 
yeah. So my wife was telling me um, just the other day, I, I told Matt Clark this, that uh, she, she's so upset with everything that's going on in the U.S. She says that if Trump gets reelected, we should move. And first, <laughs> first she suggested New Zealand, and then we talked about Australia. So she's like 70% sold on Australia. So, yeah, definitely. Like, 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 hey, Australia's I know people. Right. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, no, um... So my parents um, immigrated from China and I'm like uh, first generation born here. Mm -hmm. And it's like the best decision they ever made was to move to Australia. They yeah. love it here so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely a... <laughs> recommend. Adelaide's lovely. Melbourne's in Australia too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tr Ron, I agree. Trump is definitely getting reelected. Biden is a basket case, but uh yeah, I don't know where Cope's from. I don't know where Kyokis is from, uh, but somewhere in that continent. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we will definitely, uh, you know, throw it out to the crowd. You know, we've got, uh, who do we have in here? We've got Alpha Chino. We've got Anjinkuro. Uh, probably I'm saying that right. we got Clay. we got Cope. we got Crimson Clad. Azaria Kyokis. McCursey. Patient Zero Ron. TC Polymath and Matt Clark. But a lot of people don't catch this show live. Uh, they watch yeah. it on replay. So, um, yeah, we'll see what the community has to say. Uh, yeah, that's great. Just on here to spread the word about the suggestions. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah, so uh, right now I'm going to put you back in the audience. Yep, sounds good. All right, thanks for coming on. All right, thanks for having me. All right. Take bye. care. Bye-bye. All right. Ah, Kyokis is in Tassie. All right. I watched the show. Uh, what was the name of the show? Gourmet Farmer, uh, about a guy who uh, was a food critic in Sydney and moved to Tassie and and uh, started a couple farms actually. And uh, his adventures. Yeah, looks looks great. Yeah, it was a great job. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I think you no. So we've had Agro, we've had Jarvie on, and now. Uh, crypto eater so you are in rarefied company if you like those people i don't know <laughs> ags fake news in on in live on air right now um so yeah so i mean it's an interesting idea and uh i i don't really have any strong objections to it uh you know there's there's always gonna be quibbles about percentages and whatever um but uh <laughs> if you're gonna watch an aussie show it has to be skippy the bush kangaroo Never heard of it, but we don't get much Aussie TV uh, here in the U.S. And I don't watch much TV anyway. But, uh, yeah, so, um, it, like I said, it's an interesting idea. Uh, the, the numbers can be played with. Uh, it, you know, in fact, my first thought would be that the, the um, percentages can be dynamic depending on market activity. Um, but uh, that's how, it's probably more complicated than anybody would want to do. So, uh, yeah, uh, but you know, I, I will be putting out, you know, the replay of this tomorrow, probably because I'm generally exhausted by the end of this and need to go to bed cause it's midnight here. And then, uh, we'll see, we'll see what people say. Okay. So just to reiterate, here is the link again for anybody who missed it earlier. So we'll see how it goes. And I will add that link to the show notes. So, uh, you know, I might actually have show notes. Who knows? <laughs> uh, as as a new thing, um, Isaria, our dear composer, put out this post uh, the other day. And this is 
Um, so she says, I heard this sound and it sounded like the moon. This is a new segment, by the way. Uh, so I made the song for Luna. It eventually became quite a large, a quite larger production, which I'll use for another Splinterland setting. But this is the original simplified version of Lunar Cycles. And there's a bunch of artwork in here. Uh, but uh, I'm going to play this song because it sounds great. And let me know if you got, it's just fake music. Probably so. Hopefully you guys can hear this. So, yeah, that is, I mean, she says that's a simple version. I imagine there's going to be more uh, setting-specific stuff uh, on when it's actually in the game. And I don't know where in the game that's going, but I listened to it. It sounded great, so I thought I would share it. Uh, the intro music and the outro music that I use is from the, uh, it's a piece of the main theme of the, um, uh, of the, what I guess is going to be the PvE part. So... Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to share. <laughs> uh, moving on a little bit to uh, sales and stuff. I did want to talk about the new post, or new-ish post, that, uh, if I can find it. Uh, here we go. The Merchant and Affiliate Systems Update. So, here's that guy. An official post from the Splinterlands account 10 hours ago. 
Um, you know, Ag did mention on his show just before mine that the sales volume he's pretty happy with. And we got uh, 12,601 sales for 41.86 in dollars. And um, uh, yeah, that's that was as of a few hours ago. So that might not be quite current. In fact, if I refresh, uh, 12, uh, so went down a bit, uh, 42.27. Oh, so sales went, number of sales went down, but dollars went up. So on refresh, uh, this is what we got. So sales volume is from people arbitraging decks or dark energy crystals. That is probably true. Uh, I have not dug into it. <laughs> More than 25% is TC polymath. All right. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of times after season endings, we see a spike in, in activity there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, let's go back to the post. So merchant and affiliate system updates. So, uh, do I want to read this whole thing? Yeah, it's not that long. All right. Uh, so Splinterlands team with the help of some players, uh, has been doing a thorough review of the dark Edge crystal and card economy within the game. And we've identified a number of issues and potential potential exploits, which we feel need to be addressed as soon as possible. The first area, which we are going to address is the merchant and affiliate payment system, as this has not been updated in a long time, despite many other changes to the broader economy. Uh, we understand that many players may not like these changes, particularly those who have been taking advantage of issues with the existing system, but ultimately a sound economy will lead to more value for everyone in the long run, and it's our job to ensure that that happens. And I agree with that statement. Uh, since there is no API changes or any other changes as part of this update that would break any scripts or services, the following changes will go into effect immediately to avoid people rushing to take advantage of the issues before they are resolved. Now, this is in contradiction to the um, to the previously announced and re-announced uh, pledge that there would be seven days between announcements and changes. Um, and I, I know TC Polymath uh, uh, was... <laughs> was uh, given some, uh, what do you, what you call it? Not satire, but uh, some sarcasm or, I don't know, uh, a biting comment, let's say, about uh, how they should just scrap the seven-day policy at this point in the Maverick chat. So, uh, you know, but I, I kind of understand uh, that this, you know, if what they say is true, that uh, there's no API changes, no nothing that breaks any scripts or services. I mean, it breaks business models, so there's that, you know. But, uh, so, T's Bob says he, he's serious that if not going to follow, they should get rid of it. Um, I, I do kind of understand how this is sort of a different category in their minds, uh, because, you know, it's no gameplay or, or anything. Uh, so it affects, like I said, affects people's business models, not so much on the gameplay. Um, so merchant payments, the goal of the merchant payment system was to encourage and incentivize third-party websites to promote the game to their audiences and bring in new players. The reality is that it is used almost exclusively as a way for existing players to simply get a discount on pack purchases and hardly any new players or new value has been added to the ecosystem as a result of it. I would say that is true. Uh, due to the above, uh, going forward, we no longer be offered merchant payments. Third-party sites should still be encouraged to introduce new players to the game in order to receive affiliate payments and may still earn from market fee payments and other services which add value to the ecosystem. We want to be clear that this only applies to merchant payments for booster pack and summoner spellbook sales through third-party websites. This does not affect affiliate payments or pl for player referrals or market fee payments for third-party marketplaces. 
So uh, what they're talking about is that, um, you know, they got, I think it was a 5% break on, um, on pack sales. If you were like a designated merchant, like, uh, I guess, Peak Monsters and Monster Tools and uh, a couple others. So, uh, you know, and that was on top of the bulk discounts. So I know uh, the Real Wolf's uh, system, I forget what it's called. They were offering, basically, they, they you know, self-referred and, and did all that and then uh, offered packs for cheap through their system. Uh, so that that particular part is, is, uh, is closed. So, you know, uh, does this wreck Peak Monsters business model? I don't think so, because I think I, and I mean, Jarvie, uh, who is not here could answer this more specifically, but, um, I think most of their revenue is from actual marketplace, um, uh, transactions, monster markets, uh, from what I, I have not personally used, but from what I understand, I do use this heavily. Uh, and like I said, the, the real wolves, I forget what it's called. Uh, he, they had something going, uh, affiliate payments updates. Uh, so affiliate payments are, you know, so you, you bring somebody into the game, they use your referral code to sign up. You get, uh, I think it's also 5% for, um, you know, for any future packs that they buy. Uh, so that's, uh, remaining, uh, affiliate payments are meant to be paid out when a referred player makes a purchase in the in-game shop using an external currency, but after the recent changes, affiliate payments are being paid out for credits purchases, which are most often used to purchase cards on the market, which was not intended. Uh, as a result, going forward, affiliate payments will only be paid out when a referred player makes a purchase of the current edition of booster packs, potions, or the summoner spellbook. Additionally, purchases made using dark energy crystal tokens will no longer be eligible for affiliate payments. So, uh, you know, if you referred somebody from Steam and they used Dark Angel Crystals to buy stuff, then tough luck. Uh, I assume that if you refer them, they buy in with Dark Angel Crystals, they still are a referral. Uh, and if they buy with an, another external currency later, then you still get an affiliate payment then. Um, I don't see why that would be broken, but uh, just something to be aware of. Uh, finally, going forward, all affiliate payments will be paid out in credits, which can be used to purchase items in the in-game shop or to purchase cards from the marketplace. Yeah, so that part kind of sucks. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's store credit, basically. Um, and I don't know if anybody's figured out a way to liquidate that. I mean, obviously, you could buy cards uh, and then sell them, uh, but that's difficult. And, you know, you'll, I'm sure you'll take a hit on... Um, on the conversions and everything. So, you know, anytime you have a conversion of anything, you're always going to have a loss of some sort. Uh, so that, I, that part I'm definitely not a fan of, uh, cause you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm Matt Clark and, you know, I go out and I do meetups and I bring people into the, into the Splinter Alliance family and, you know, I want to get paid, you know, they're bringing in external money. I should get external money. And it says a percentage. I think that, I think that is perfectly reasonable. And, uh, you know, by paying store credit, and that's, that's kind of shitty. Um, so like, uh, you know, Amazon was doing this with, uh, mechanical Turk workers and, uh, purse.io, which is, I just got an email yesterday is actually closing now. So the people would get paid in like basically Amazon credit or Amazon gift cards. And because they couldn't spend that, uh, in their local economies, you know, people in the Philippines or Vietnam or wherever, um, they would then offer their their buying power on amazon to people on through purse uh and 
you'd, you'd basically put up the money in Bitcoin and you basically get a get a discount from Amazon. So it's, uh, you know, anytime, anytime you're restricting the the payouts of something, you are decreasing the value. So by by restricting the credits for referrals, you are decreasing the value of a referral. Now, obviously, every person is different. Some people will love it. Uh, some people will hate it. Some people will care. But, uh, you know, overall, there will be a net uh, negative uh, impact. So, yeah, uh, I, you know, not paying referrals on dark energy crystals, eh, that's okay, I think. Um, and then, uh, you know, closing the credits um, referral, maybe kind of, uh, I mean, if, the, if they're... Um, if their if their intention really was just to pay out on booster packs and uh, summoner spellbook, which I still mentally call starter packs, uh, then okay. If that was always the intention, then fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so Matt Clark says, "What's good for the game is good for me. I'm fine with the affiliates payments and credits." And uh, Crypto Eater has <laughs> is put, posting a message here that um, he sent to Yabba. Uh, let's see. Hey, Matt, I think credit system needs work. Uh, right now, if I buy credits with Steam, I get a 5% affiliate bonus, 2% cash back, which is 7% cash back before I even buy anything with credits. Then I buy, then when I buy something with credits, I get another 2% cash back all using Monster Market. What this basically means is if someone de deposits 100 USD, Spillance will give off $5 to the referrer, $5 to the merchant, $2 to the player, $3 to the merchant with Monster Market. Uh... Assuming I referred myself, which most people do, I get $107 to spend on the market. Let's say I buy a card worth $107 from myself. I get $165 after 5% fee, and I get a 3% cash back from Monster Market. After this whole process, I get $101.65 plus 3.21 equals $104.86. Monster Market gets $3 plus $2.14 equals $514. Splitterlands gets paid $100 in crypto to pay out $110 with crypto. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's obviously a problem. And... Uh, hope i think this would close that so that's uh that's something but you know is you know there's there's always a cost so will the decline in referrals uh balance out with the losses from that and you know we'll see so um you know given that referrals are you know low at the moment uh i think it probably will <laughs> And then uh, there's final section here, a card giveaway promotion to further encourage players to refer new people to the game. We're implementing a new card giveaway promotion. Whenever a referral purchases the summoner spellbook in the game, both the new player and the referring account will receive a random card from the collection of the SL giveaways account. And I'll take a look at that in just a second. We have purchased a large number of untamed edition cards from the market in this account, including legendary cards, gold foil cards, and even some gold foil legendaries. Each time one of your referrals purchases the Summoner Spellbook, both you and they will receive one randomly chosen card from that account, and it could be a GFL. Uh, and then they updated the design of the of the affiliate thing. And in summary, these charges, these changes are intended to reduce exploitation of the dark energy crystal economy and ultimately provide more value to all players in the ecosystem over the long term. We look forward to the positive effect it should have for the majority of players and system and the system at large. So, yeah, um, I think net net it probably will be uh, beneficial because it, it plugs this uh, this leak that Crypto Eater here uh, has mentioned. Um, 
that was obviously an exploit that people could use, uh, which, you know, I wish I had really thought about <laughs> before. But, um, yeah, and the merchant payments, I, I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. You know, the timing thing, eh, I understand the, the desire to prevent front running. Pluses and minuses. Uh, but that is the update from the Splinterlands account. Uh, so if we take a look at the SL Giveaways account, uh, let's see, no posts, but let's look at it in Peak Monsters. Let's see, collection. SL Giveaways. All right, so they've got a thousand cards there at the moment worth uh, 360 bucks. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, when, well, this, this announcement only went into effect, you know, 10 hours ago. So to be fair, uh, you know, these, this list of, uh, Explorer activities by SL giveaways, only the one, only the two, four hours ago should really count as far as, you know, effectiveness, but it, you know, it's early. So, um, you know, overall though, you know, crypto is still down. I mean, Hive is, or Steam is at what fifteen cents. Uh, there's there's not many people. Uh, there's not many people joining Steam. Steam barely works uh, right now. So, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's gonna be joining too much um, at the moment. Part of that is the trend in prices, you know, overall crypto, you know, Bitcoin has been doing its thing, you know, hanging around 7,000, kind of in an upward channel, kind of not. Uh, price of Steam's been sucking, like I said. But Dark Energy Crystals. Now, everybody looks at Dark Energy Crystals on Steam Engine. The problem with that is that, um, you know, everything on Splinterlands is priced at U.S. dollars. So... This is the chart in U.S. dollars, and that's from the beginning of Dark Energy Crystals to now. So it's uh, going back, uh, we're coming up on a year uh, in a little bit, but I guess 10 months at this point. So the last little while, last little week or two, uh, it's been on a nice little uptick, but that is well within the uh, downtrend that we've seen since, oh, I don't know, October? Um, you know, this is an Excel sheet, so I can't draw like on, like on a stock chart. But you can see that, you know, there's a pretty sustained downward trend. Uh, we had the whole flag war, uh, not flag war, uh, you know, hive, civil war, whatever it was, um, where nothing was working and we had a big drop in price. We also had that, um, uh, there's a credit card scammer, draw some triangles. Uh, tell you what, oh, what I can do is I can do it in my, in my uh, little just photo editor. <laughs> Glad we maxed out our guild during cheap DEC. Yeah, that is uh, that is a good one. Let's see. There we go. There's a nice downward channel, and we'll do we'll do a Hajin like this. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, too much inflation, not enough new players, too many farm bots selling DECs created cost and sell pressure. Uh, but I think Splinterlands realized they need to increase price to sustain their mock-up model. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you like that, Ron. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, the peg is, is at 001, right? Um, or, you know, a peg is in quotes, you know, it's the par value is, is a better term. Uh, that's what you could trade it for. 
uh, for packs and things. But obviously, the arbitrage that's available has not been attractive enough to bring it anywhere close to uh, what it you know what it needs to be. It's, I mean, basically, it's a fifty percent discount right now, and yeah, it's going up. If you look on Rafalski's site uh, on the Steam Web, uh, where did I put that? Uh, too many tabs. Here we go. So, if we look in booster pack sales, which is down somewhere, Claire Cards Combined. Did I go past it? Uh, yeah. So, this is from Steam Web PL. You can say that, I mean, yeah, packs are being sold, but, you know, let's just kind of chug it along. Not a huge amount. Um, we had a little little mini spike when um, when the season ended. You know, in terms of battles, we're staying, you know, steady-ish. And then uh, in active users, yeah, I, I, active users, this chart is the one I have the least confidence in. I don't know how this is really counted. Uh, but that's the chart for all real players, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, it's just on this computer, on my, on my desktop. I didn't have it. I turned it off. But, uh, you know, add some auditory elements. <laughs> basically Marky. Hey, I'm still on the air. That makes me better than Marky. <laughs> Alright, here's another one. So this one's kind of weird. Um, so if you notice that uh, the purplish um, bars there <laughs> is tournament entries at, or entrance and then black is actual players checked in and uh, <laughs> and uh, so normally the number of people who registered for a tournament and the number of people who played in the tournament, the people who registered is greater than the people who played. But over the last week or so, uh, that has flipped, and I don't understand how that has worked. It's unless it's just some artifact of uh, this tracking system. So it's just weird. I just noticed that and thought people would want to know there. Uh, I assume people signed up earlier. I mean, maybe. Uh, does that even does that even work? No, I mean look at April, you know April fourteenth, entrance two seventy six, play players checked in nine thirty six, and if you go back several days, I mean it's still not enough to account for the number of people uh, who checked in, uh, unless it was you know on on four eleven on April eleventh there was twenty six seventy seven checked in, and a thousand played. So if all of those people were checked in multiple days uh, ahead, or April 9th even. Um, I mean, maybe that could be. Uh, it, it's still a, just a weird... It's a change in behavior, whatever you want to look at it. So, you know, it's just uh, just a little point of interest there. Let me actually look at how much time we have here. Oh, we got about 10 minutes left. Okay. So, um, the other thing I wanted to look at... Was we are we are creeping up, you know those two thousand packs a day or whatever. We're creeping up on the next. Uh, <laughs> now Ron's got me thinking about the sound. Uh, I'll have to fix that. Uh, for check-in, yeah, we're talking about registration versus check-in, Paul. Um, so 
Uh, we got about 30,000 uh, more packs. We're about, so 70% of the way through the, uh, through the 100,000 uh, pack period to get to the next, uh, the next airdrop. Uh, so we had Mosa, which is actually selling decently well. Uh, let's see if we could pull it up on the market here. Uh, da, da, da. Mimosa. I have no idea which one is next, Paul. Um, so we got the uh, we got uh, the Death uh, Legendary Summoner. So we have the other splinters left. I know for my own um, uh, submission, it was for the Water Splinter. Uh, it'd be nice if we get that one because. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great summoner. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the month. Uh, so, yeah. We're, those are selling, and they're going for... Uh, let's see. What's the market price? You know, 850 or so. Okay, so um, I was, that's actually one that I don't have all of the maxed out ones, uh, which I will be rectifying here shortly. In fact, maybe I'll just do that now. Uh, let's see. How many do I have? Let's see. Collections, my collection. Which abilities did I submit for more, for yours? It was, a, it was like a better version of, um, of um, Ulrich. But, you know, I don't know what they're going to actually go with. You know, we just... So, as part of the Kickstarter um, uh, deal, we submitted our, you know, like a name, uh, what we think the ability should be, and a, like a lore entry. But there's no guarantee at all, and no feedback at all, about uh, whether or not those are going to work, or if they will be accepted, or completely changed, or anything. So... I have no idea what it will actually end up being, but I can tell you it's like, uh, it's like Alric, you know, but less like bigger, you know, stronger. Uh, so let's see, I've got three mimosas. I need seven, or I need eight more. How much does eight cost? Let's see. We got six, seven, eight, 67 bucks. Ah, jeez. Do I really want to spend 67 bucks? How much is that in Steam? One of the great things about the Peak Monsters Market is when you add the stuff to the uh, to the cart, then it'll actually print out you know how much it costs in Steam and SPD and, and Dark Energy Crystals, and 441 Steam. Uh, well, considering I'm trying to spend my Steam, sure, why not? So let's go over and spend some Steam. Uh, just send 450 over to that account. Bada bing. Transfer successful. Got a little keychain. Oops. And one, two, three. Should be there. Let's buy that. Boom. Now, go over to profile. Make sure everything actually went through. Processing. This is real life uh, how we use uh, or how I use Peak Monsters. Processing still. Completed. No refunds. Good. That means everything went through. I go back to card collections. 
and refresh and I got 11 all right so Uh, there's also Steam World. Yeah, so uh, Hive Keychain uh, is has been approved by the Google Store and the Firefox, or whatever they call it. So um, you can download that without the developer thing, uh, which I have not done yet because uh, I used the developer one, but obviously that doesn't have automatic upgrades and things. So to uh, the point that Crypto Eater was making, it's like, do I combine? It's like, well... You know, I'm one of those whales, so I don't really care. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to combine. Because I there's actually been a few times where I wanted to use it. And um, and I haven't been able to. So, confirm. Not able to confirm transaction at this time, which is normal. I don't know why it's normal, but it is. And there she is. Level 4, 11 XP, and then I just got to delegate that, yes, on Chrome, to my main, boom, and now I can play with Mimosa, when I get that death quest, alright, so, <laughs> little 5 minute tangent there, uh, in one year, Mimosa, uh, you know, a max Mimosa will be $15 for BCX and singles will be 50 So, yeah, I mean, that might be true. Uh, but in the meantime, I get to use Mimosa. So, yeah, I'm okay. And again, like I said, I'm trying to spend my Steam. So I've been cashing out with Power Downs uh, and I got my I got my bag. I got my one BTC. Yeah, Fall Inspector with Mimosa is fantastic. I've had that used against me a couple times. Uh, <laughs> so that's always something to, uh, to keep in mind. Because, you know, uh, Fallen Spectre with Magic Reflect just gets wiped out just right away. Uh, but with uh, with a little bit of Void, uh, it works, you know, fantastic. Uh, in Equalizer. I, I've only played one Equalizer match so far. And that was just kind of entertaining. So, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I did want to hit on real quick was, um, was rentals. So, in my last show, I mentioned that I was putting up some... Uh, some rentals in that were all escrow and no uh, daily so that didn't quite work exactly how I wanted uh, you can't do zero uh, but you can do 0 0.001 uh, for the daily so basically what it is is uh, let's see let's do rented is that in order no let's do rental contracts yeah so this is in order so over the past little while We've had a few uh, take me up on that offer, and if you if you look at that uh, there, I mean that's really small in Discord, but if you blow it up, you can, or if you look on the live stream, you can see that uh, a few people take me up. So the termination escrows are like thirty six steam, thirty steam, twenty five steam, uh, forty nine steam, and uh, the contract lengths are thirty days. So it's just you know you pay basically you pay upfront for one month, and then if you complete the 30 days, you get half back. And the, assuming you complete successfully, then the per day price was actually the cheapest on the market at the time. Um, I don't know if that's still the case. But then you're paying 0.001. And the point of all this is to eliminate the, uh, the volatility risk in renting cards. Because you know, a lot of people get stopped out 
of um, of like if steam goes up, uh, then great. You need less steam per U.S. dollar value. But if steam goes down, which it has been, then you need more, and you might not have enough in your Peak Monsters account to cover that. So by doing it this way, it's just a one-time payment, not including the point oh oh one per day, um, and then. You know, hopefully Steam doesn't crash that much because then we're all in lots of trouble. Um, so just pay it all at once, and then they have no risk with the currency fluctuations. Just whatever it is at that time, you know, you're good. And that's based on the, the price feed, uh, which is now three-hour average instead of a 12-hour average. Um, and uh, so early early days yet as far as this, and there's not that many of them, but, uh, you know, there is some interest I had another uh, person contact me uh, by direct message, and he wanted to rent uh, one of each of the legendary summoners for betas, uh, and just you know, but he didn't have enough crypto, so we worked out a deal over PayPal. I made a, a subscription payment uh, or a su subscription agreement, and um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's only been a couple days, but uh, that's working out okay so far. And uh, if anybody wants to do that with me, you know, I would need you know at least a ten dollar a month kind of thing to bother, but um, it could work. Uh, it could be another avenue to go. And uh, yeah, so interesting things. Uh, I, I would prefer it if we could have actually a zero daily fee, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, Clay and Cope are coming up next. We are almost at time. We've got about a minute left. Um, and yeah, so any other last things I wanted to hit? Uh, nope, that was pretty much it. So, <laughs> we need to get Cope to check his Steam Monsters account. Uh, he might be rich. Who knows? It could be like one of those guys who had Bitcoin on a, uh, on a hard drive that got thrown out and <laughs> he wants to... There was one guy, like, I forget where it is, but he wanted to dig up the town dump to find his computer. Uh, but the town council said, no, you can't do that. So anyway, instead of the uh, instead of the usual outro music, I'm going to leave you with the Lunar Cycles, uh, new official music for Splinterlands by Azaria. And thank you all for coming out. Always a good time. And thanks especially to Crypto Eater for coming on air for the first time. Uh, oh, Kyokus says zero daily fee is possible, but the front end doesn't support it. Well, I use the front end, so I need the Peak Monsters guys to, to get to work. <laughs> anyway, here's Azaria again.